Hello and welcome to Ahead of the Curve, the podcast from Acadia, where we take time to get under the skin of the risk, margin and collateral industry to dig deep and present topical perspectives and insights on this hugely important sector. Now, for the last few years, much of the industry has been moving towards an open and shared infrastructure. It's been a steady evolution in which Acadia has played a pioneering role. And nowhere can that role be more clearly seen than in Acadia's support for ORE, or the Open Source Software Project. First released as open source software in 2016 by Dublin-based Quaternion, which is now a division of Acadia, at its heart, ORE is designed for the contemporary pricing and risk analytics of traded financial products. But why should global financial institutions rely on open source technology when it comes to the critical business of pricing and risk analysis? Well, with me to discuss this, I'm joined by Chris Walsh, CEO at Acadia, Scott Soboleski, a leading partner at Acadia, and Roland Lichters, co-head of quantitative services at Acadia. Chris, Scott, Roland, welcome to you all. Hello, thanks. Thanks for having us, John. Great to be here. Well, it's great to have all three of you uh, with us today. I'm really looking forward to this conversation as as well. Chris, let's let's take a step back here. What is ORE, or the Open Source Risk Engine, and why is it so important? John, as Roland and Scott know, I love ORE. For so many reasons, it's hard for me to pick one. It's a hugely important tool in improving the safety and soundness of our markets and preventing a number of the problems that contributed to the bank failures we saw not that long ago. It's exactly what Acadia needs to level up the open approach we've introduced in our markets, and I'll explain. We realized early on the only way to fundamentally change the industry is to work together with the industry in a more open way than I believe anyone else had in the years before us. By being open, collaborative, with innovation, data, even IP, we've been able to introduce industry standards that have had such a significant impact on our markets. For Acadia, ORE is the next step in this journey. It enables our clients to collaborate at a more technical level. We dipped our toe in the water in the open source model five years back when we open sourced our SIM calculation model. Um, With the recent acquisition of QRM, the pioneer of open source risk, we're now fully in. Now clients can directly contribute to, access, and integrate key components of our our solutions. And by doing it, they can satisfy the regs working together right down to the code. And now, Roland, you're the creator. Want to talk about its origins? Yeah. Well, the origins are maybe 20 years ago when I was running a risk department and started building pricing and risk software. Um, to deal with new structured products and to validate uh, software, namely validate black box vendor software. When we founded then Quaternion in 2010, 10 years later, which is now Acadia's uh, quantitative services unit, um, this software became one of our focus areas and we managed to extend it on the back of expert services engagements uh, with uh, tier one uh, investment banks. And we use it a lot in model validations initially, but also licensed uh, part of it uh, to clients. But in 2016, we decided uh, to release a large part of our code base as open source, which is now ORE. As a firm, we didn't intend to morph into another software vendor, but we really wanted to pursue uh, a kind of hybrid expert services and software services approach with really a focus on expert services for financial institutions. And we really expected a boost from releasing uh, 
a big part of our software. And we saw this boost uh, uh, after the release. And the second reason um, was we saw a real need for transparency in the industry, especially after the financial crisis. And also following the painful, let's say, personal experience with validating vendor software uh, in the past. And the third reason we really like open source, I used it uh, before I even started in finance. We really deeply value open source and we have benefited from it a lot because ORE itself is built on top of another open source project that is called Quantlib. So I believe um, the motivation for, for open source releasing the code is, is very similar from Acadia's point of view uh, today. And I think we'll come back to that uh, in a minute. Well, thanks, Roland. And, and to pick up on one of the points you were making there on transparency, it's clearly a core driver here. But let's dig a little deeper. What are the, the key benefits for clients? Scott, I'm interested in your thoughts on this. Yeah. So uh, most models used by banks or swap dealers or large asset managers, they need to be independently validated, you know, whether they're developed internally or provided by a third party vendor. Um, black box models are no longer allowed by global regulators following the, the 08 financial crisis. Um, so model users really need to demonstrate uh, a strong understanding of what's happening under the hood of, of each and every model that they use. So being able to view and modify the source code like they're able to in, in using ORE is extremely valuable in pursuing those model validations and achieving regulatory model approvals for things like initial margin, and um, internal regulatory capital requirements. So um, the sort of additional benefit unrelated to the, these sort of model approvals is the, the open source nature allows users to customize the model's assumptions and calibrations to ensure that it's precisely fit for their specific use case. So that's another sort of functional benefit that um, users may not be able to do with traditional uh, vendor software. And Roland, anything you'd add to this? Yeah, I would like to take maybe another angle. Take the perspective of a firm that is engaging in open source and even encourages um, its employees to make contributions to open source, significant contributions uh, even. That actually is a calling card for, for clients of that firm. And this is what we have experienced uh, in, in the past after the first ORE release and the subsequent ones. And the second aspect is... Uh, it's also a calling card for, for employees. It attracts employees with an interest in, in, in this technical space and with a quant preference because these type of employees like to make these kind of contributions, like getting the reward uh, for, for doing this. It's like publishing papers uh, or articles. So that's a separate aspect, but I can't uh, encourage this enough. You know? firms do engage in, in open source, especially please engage in, in ORE and become a sponsor as well. Well, let's take this on a little, Roland. Um, conceptually, there seems obviously a strong case for the open source solution, but give me some examples of ORE in action. You describe companies taking it on. Let, let, let's just dig a little deeper here. Talk, talk to me about the companies some of the companies, one or two of the businesses that you've dealt with and you've seen adopt ORE? Yeah, we have helped many clients. These are banks and asset managers um, with implementing ORE into their infrastructure and in tailoring it to their needs. 
Um, there are many use cases. Let me just list a few uh, very briefly. Um, the first and most basic one is firm has a need for derivatives pricing, derivatives valuation, maybe complicated derivatives. Uh, you can use ORE for that, and we have clients who have built valuation platforms uh, around ORE with our help. A little bit more complicated case is the next one, um, firms in need of computing XVAs. So that uh, stands for various valuation adjustments. For example, the impact of counterparty default risk on a derivative portfolio value or the impact of funding costs on the derivatives portfolio value or the impact of margin requirements, etc., etc. There are many XVAs and ORE covers a lot of them out of the box. And we have several clients who uh, make use of that functionality. Um, we have a client who is using uh, ORE for collateral requirements projection and even in its liquidity management. That's a use case we, we never anticipated and that's how we see ORE used uh, nowadays in that uh, organization. Another one is a client in need of uh, valuing structured loans and bonds. Uh, something that uh, off-the-shelf product and vendor software doesn't uh, do properly. And we have built ORE and tailored it for that client to, um, to do this job. Um, another interesting case is a bank that built its entire interest rate risk management across the entire balance sheet of the bank for derivatives and fixed income products built that on top of ORE, so the ORE being the core of their interest rate risk management uh, processes. And maybe a last case, which is a little bit exotic, uh, systemic risk research with Columbia University, um, which is also using ORE and was a, a collaboration between one of our employees um, and, and Columbia University. So the variety is, is, uh, is large and I could continue um, listing cases like this and gives an idea uh, what the what the scope of ORE is and how it can help you. What's important I think to mention is as well that clients use ORE in serious production settings and many of them then moreover for model validation tasks because it's transparent, because it's extensible. They use it for benchmarking vendor models as we do ourselves in our expert services. But Maybe by far the biggest use case of ORE is uh, Acadia. Acadia's initial margin uh, risk generator services are all based on, on ORE. And that means ORE feeds Griff generation, ISTA SIM backtesting and benchmarking at, at industrial scale. So not only for local small portfolios, but at industrial scale for a very much growing part of the industry. And Using what we have built around ORE uh, for that purpose, um, we've also contributed to a large industry study where we used ORE-based margin and capital analytics, that is a new extension, to evaluate the impact of multilateral optimization on capital cost and margin requirements. That was a very interesting study indicating really substantial savings potential in the industry. And all of this using ORE, which we started releasing in, in two, uh, 2016 and with annual releases thereafter, and there are more to come. Roland, I can pick up on, uh, on Acadia's position there, because as you mentioned, um, before actually joining up with Quartarian and uh, being, being a provider of ORE, we were one of its largest users. And, and with it, we were able to deliver the risk tools the industry required for URM 
very quickly. The key components are already there. We assembled them to meet the client needs, integrated them with our workflows, and launched. Orris really changed how we bring products to market, and we're going to be doing more. So what about the alternatives out there? How does ORE stand up to proprietary in-house solutions or indeed alternative vendors? Scott, what do you think? Yeah, um, I, I think it, ORE, uh, we could say that we compete traditionally against two sort of um, uh, solutions, outsourced vendor software solutions and um, in-house builds. So um Regarding the first one, ORE can be used at much lower cost with what we believe is equivalent functionality to uh, software with big seven-figure annual license fees. So our clients are finding big benefits replacing those expensive license fees with the completely free version of ORE um, from an annual license fee perspective. And, and maybe along with that, some minimal initial you know, consulting or development costs to get everything integrated. But the uh, cost benefit is is massive in in their favor by by making that switch. Um, and then regarding in-house solutions, in, in most cases, we look at ORE as being complementary to accelerating an in-house build. So um, in a lot of the cases that Roland just just described, ORE serves as the foundation for these in-house risk and pricing architectures that can then be extended by the internal quants and users internally at each of these banks or asset managers. So when you use ORE, you, you likely get you know, 90 plus percent of your required functionality completely free out of the box, and you're able to spend more of your time customizing uh, ORE to meet your specific needs. So you avoid you know, recreating the wheel for that, that sort of baseline elemental functionality, and uh, it allows your, your quants to focus more on fine tuning and testing um, and sort of meeting a lot of those heightened modeling standards from a validation or a, a regulatory point of view. So that sort of affords a much faster end-to-end -end development lifecycle. And, and Chris touched on the benefits of that that Acadia has realized over the last few years as, as we've been able to quickly bring things to market in, in Acadia's deployment of, of ORE for its um, hosted commercial services. Um, and then the, the sort of last big benefit that you get with ORE that, that you may not get with a traditional software vendor is um, it has a big, it's supported by a wide user base and a big community of users. Um, and we uh, at Quaternion, we've traditionally also tried to standardize a lot of the industry best practices that we've observed in working with a lot of our clients over the last decade and bringing those best practices into a common framework. So, you know, a really tough problem that we may have helped a client solve in the past, we're able to sort of bring those best practices into our open source code base over time and sort of allow a broader industry benefit um, by using ORE. And Roland, just briefly, are there any alternative open source solutions out there? Hardly any. I, I don't see an alternative to, to ORE, maybe except for uh, Quantlib, the Quantlib project, which ORE is based upon. But a similar project, uh, similar to ORE, I don't see it. So ORE is unique. And uh, if you go for open source in the uh, in this space, then it has to be ORE, in my opinion. Okay, let, let's let's just turn the heat up here and and <laughs> bust a few myths that surround open source as well. What are the risks, particularly for a business that's exposing its intellectual property uh, in uh, in the case of ORE? What, where, what would you say on this, Chris? 
John, those thinking that open source should be avoided or even minimized are dinosaurs. The technologies, they're all leveraging open source. It's here, it's widespread, it works. In fact, the last thing they want to do is have a serious problem that they don't have the transparency and access they need to, to solve. Thankfully, there are fewer and fewer dinosaurs out there every year. What do you think about this, Roland? Let me tell a little anecdote. When we released Ori in 2016, we also asked ourselves, isn't that risky to, to release all of this IP? I mean, we had been working for, on that for five years in Quaterni, maybe up to, up to 15 years if you, if you go back to the origin. So why give this away? Uh, isn't that risky? And uh, I think the call for us at the time was very easy because we knew we didn't want to become... Uh, yet another software vendor. Um, we wanted to focus on expert services and we uh, didn't think that we lose anything in terms of license sales or so. Um, we, we rather expected that this open source release would boost our expert services and it really did. And it's, uh, it's, it keeps growing uh, now. So that was Quaternion's perspective at the time. Uh, is it any different for Acadia uh, right now? Um, I don't see a risk either for, for Arcadia now uh, in exposing IP in, in ORE. Um, the expert services uh, argument really persists because we still have that function in Arcadia. Beyond that, of course, we have the quantitative uh, product services. But what's the value for, for the clients in these services? It's, it's the value of an all-around package that contains the analytics, which are already based, but also independent market data feeds. It contains onboarding services, adapter development, ongoing support, and risk analysis. All of this is provided as, as the service. So I think releasing um, the ORE analytics part doesn't damage any of the current or any of the future services uh, of Acadia. It's Again, rather the opposite. I believe it helps a lot uh, uh, the clients who want to validate the service. And it really helps a lot in, in demonstrating full transparency to Acadia's clients. So, no, I actually uh, do not see any risk in this uh, initiative. And I really think that our ORE release uh, process will only accelerate uh, in the future. Okay, what, what about another myth then? And that is um, that the uncertainty there may be around the, the maintenance, the upkeep, the quality of that maintenance and the frequency of updates yeah. that you would want as an institution using um, an open source platform. Yeah, you want to see that the project is alive and that there are continuous uh, contributions to it and that there are many contributors, not only one. Um, so far, I have to admit, uh, or re-releases, uh, the ones that we have driven uh, in Acadia and before in Quaternion were annual releases. This is not enough. We really need to increase the frequency. There's a lot going on in ORE behind the scenes, but the community doesn't see it. Now, we keep maintaining the library. We develop it every day because it's the core of the Acadia machinery. So we are continuously working on this, but we do not show it to, to the community. And I believe we have to increase the release frequency to show progress uh, almost on a continuous basis, maybe with monthly releases uh, or at least quarterly, uh, quarterly releases. 
And when the project is live or it's clearly alive, then it will trigger also more contributions from the uh, community. Um, and this is really what I hope for, also with this podcast, to find interested parties to join to join the bus. Okay, so you, you heard it here first. You know, more people on board that bus and more updates as well. Well, listen, guys, uh, last question for you all. I just want to um, uh, get, a, get a sense of the future here, looking ahead. What, what does the future hold for ORE, the Open Source Risk Engine? Scott, I'll come to you first. Yeah, you may have gotten a sense of this when Roland was talking through some of the client case studies, but there's so much functionality available in ORE that at least within Acadia, we're currently only touching on maybe less than 10% of it uh, in the risk and margin related commercial services that we offer at Acadia. So I'm, I'm personally very excited to continue bringing new ORE related functionality uh, to the Acadia platform and bringing those to, to our clients, things like the valuation adjustments or XVAs and regulatory capital optimization that Roland referred to. Um, these are able to be provided at what we think is a very low cost ultimately to our clients because they're based on this open source software. Um, and clients are finding you know, massive returns on, on those, uh, those subscription fees uh, as it relates to their ability to meet these heightened regulatory requirements and optimize around those. To be honest, we have kept some of the ORE functionality proprietary in the past. Yeah, there is something that we call ORE Plus, and it's, it's not in the open source release. And what I believe is uh, that we will uh, step by step release more of what's there. Because like I said uh, in the previous question, I, I'm absolutely sure this doesn't damage the service uh, at the contrary. And this is what I, what I would uh, foresee. We don't need to do a lot of new development in order to make contributions to ORE. There is a whole pile of additional development done already, which we could release in part uh, uh, to the open source project. And I'm, I would be very much looking forward to, to pursue this. Um, and the other thing that I hope will happen is more adoption uh, on the back of the fantastic Acadia uh, ORE use case and through this ORE adoption and through the growing services that Acadia offers to the market, I hope to see uh, an emerging standard and ORE as an emerging standard for trade representation, but also for trade analytics. And Chris, um, the final word perhaps from you. <laughs> well, at Acadia, we're going to do more with it. We have six new services plans that are ORE-based in 2022. Um, and at our clients, I think there's going to be a very big opportunity we're going to introduce. And it's going to be ORE as a learning tool. And to, to best understand that our clients at all levels need to know more and more about risk every year. And the regulations are forcing it. And ORE has the data models. It has the calculations. It's documented. It's a great place to turn to, to understand what you don't understand, but will need to understand about risk in the coming years. So we're really excited about it. We think we, we can really help our clients in that way. Well, it's a great point to end on. And unfortunately, we are out of time now. So Chris Walsh, Scott Soboleski, and Roland Lichters, thank you all very much for joining us. And thank you for listening to Ahead of the Curve. We'd like to know what you think, so please do get in touch and share your thoughts. And you can find out more about Acadia by going to acadia.inc. But until next time, 
Goodbye.